Talk Radio 790 KABC. Welcome to the Frank Sontag Show. A very good Friday night to you and yours. We are here every weeknight, every Friday. <clears throat> Froggy in the throat from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific. Talk Radio 790 KABC. Speaking of froggies, man, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's Armageddon, the end of the world. But in our neighborhood, all of a sudden, everywhere, and my wife insists they're toads. Now, toad, frog, they'll kind of look the same to me. We have these small toads everywhere, hundreds and hundreds of them in the streets. And it's a little freaky. And walking the dog the other night, we have a almost three-year-old German shepherd. She evidently started sniffing one of them. And my wife freaked out because evidently toads are toxic to dogs. So there's my public service announcement as we start the program. (laughs) 800-222-5222. 800-222-KABC are the numbers. Eight o'clock hour. The beginning, we have a special guest coming in. That's all I'm going to tell you at the top of next hour. But for this hour, you can be my guest. I have a lot of stories to get to. Welcome to call the number. Share anything that's on your mind. 800-222-KABC. Trisha is back. She's the woman that you speak with before you get on the air with me. Wayman, as always, is flying the jet. He's in master controls. And my name is the same as the host. My name is Frank Sontag. Something I noticed, and Adam has filled in for a few months. Trisha's been off doing things, of which maybe we'll talk a little bit more about. And I've noticed when Adam screens, I'll have some callers on the screen and it will say, do not take. And I've never said anything to him. And my back of my mind driving into work tonight, I thought, I wonder if those are confrontative calls. Adam and I never really talked about it. Because we've not really had much confrontation on the program. Not that I'm, I'm uh, soliciting for it at all. But I've been doing this for a while. And I actually, for the first time this week, I drive my son to school every weekday morning. And my radio is locked on KBC, and I listen to Armstrong and Getty every morning. I like them a lot. They're the morning show. And in one of the breaks, I heard my promo for the station, which I'm my own worst critic. I didn't really like what I had to say, but here's the point of the story. My pitch was we take conversation to another level, and we embrace disagreement, which is kind of a lost art. And it dawned on me, I haven't had much disagreement on the program. I've been here almost a year. So, again, I'm not soliciting, but if you're out there right now and you're one of the scores of emailers I get, somehow, someway, people get brave on the email of sharing their, how shall I say this, their unhappiness with the program or the host. You can call. We actually will have a conversation on the air. Believe it or not, we can be respectful about disagreement as long as it's something substantial. I'm not into character assassination or I can't stand you. But I I really think part of the problem we have, I was telling Wayman before we started the program, I don't really have much to say tonight. Well, here we go. Put a microphone behind me. We may be here till tomorrow morning. I may not give up the microphone. (laughs) But one of the things that dawned on me this week 
from my view, my humble standpoint, one of the problems with our culture is we don't have a lot of disagreement or at least conversations about the disagreement. And there are entities, people, groups that if you do not agree with them, they will have nothing to do with you. Or, depending on the context, they may do everything they can to shut you down, right? Cancel culture. I'm not saying anything most of you don't already know. But it dawned on me when I listened to our promo or my promo for the, the show, we don't, we don't have a lot of contentiousness. And it's not like my topics are milk toast. I don't specifically pull topics that I want to create controversy, but if I have two hours one day a week, I'm not going to go for the middle of the road stuff. I actually heard a talk radio program. I'm not going to out them, but they've been around for quite a while. They're definitely not on this station. Their program that I heard, I'm not going to tip off what time, what day, but the program I tuned into was an audio clip. And the setup was, it's an audio from a zoo and there's kids and there's a bear enclosure and there's some ducks in the pond. And the host thought this was a nod, nod, wink, wink, big yuck, yuck moment. And all of a sudden, run the audio, and all you could do is you hear the kids screaming. Screaming. So it didn't take an anthropologist or rocket scientist to figure out the bear got to the ducks. And the host thought it was the most hysterical thing he's ever played. He's been around for a long time. And I thought, this is... This is what we're airing on talk radio and a major market radio station. And again, uh, said hosts, fame, um, the, their ability to be around for a long time, they, they've been able to do that. And here I am on Friday nights for two hours. So maybe there's something to read into the, the tea leaves there. But I, I was just kind of shook my head and I thought, you know, as long as I have a program the two hours will be cutting edge. We're not going to talk about topics that are just middle of the road. Hopefully make you think and maybe disagree and we can be better for the disagreement. So on tonight's program, I'll just kind of go down the list. And we've got some calls on the screen already. 800-222-KABC. I'll go down the list with some of the topics. Principal force to resign over Michelangelo's David Visits sculpture. She took her class to see the statue of David. It got back to some of the higher-ups at school, and she was forced to resign because some people thought the statue was pornography. We'll get into that one. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has announced his candidacy for president. I like him a lot. It's been years since I vote Democrat. I think the Democrat Party right now has nothing to do with the Democrat Party that I voted for for years. But RFK Jr. is special. And he came out in an interview the past week saying climate change is being exploited to push what he calls totalitarian controls. We'll get into that. Also, sometime on the program tonight, hope to have a conversation about we have talked a little bit about AI, artificial intelligence, the man that is called the godfather of AI quit Google because he wants to warn about the technology. His name is Jeffrey Hinton. He's 75. He's a Brit. And this particular article goes into quite a bit about 
what he says are the dangers of artificial intelligence. There was a letter signed recently, and the concern goes all the way to this could end our civilization. And these are people in the know. So we'll talk about that. Global warming, I may mention a little bit about RFK Jr. We've got some stats about the last six decades and the scam that was run on us. In fact, I'll just run them down now. 1960s, the oil supply will be gone in 10 years. 1970s, an ice age is coming in 10 years. Maybe you remember the 80s and all the talk about acid rain is going to kill the soil. We're all going to die. The 90s, you all remember the ozone later is going to be gone. They were talking about there's a hole in the ozone and don't go outside and everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to burn up. 2000 was when we first started hearing about global warming. And now more recently, global warming somehow has turned into climate change. We're all going to die. Now, the irony is nothing has really happened except one thing. All of these programs, and we're going to get into the RFK Jr. He cites some specifics. All of these political agendas have resulted in us paying more taxes for this stuff. And actually, the elite have gotten much richer off it, too. Can you imagine that? Shocking. CDC has shared the most recent survey on youngsters and sexual identity. Children are more confused than ever now. The whole male and female agenda, if you will. A 12-year-old kid, we have audio clip from him. He wore a shirt to school. He was threatened with expulsion and also told to take the shirt off or else. We'll hear from him. It has to do with the story and the study that I talked about with the CDC. And lastly, I bit down on this one and I thought, They announced who was taking over for Tucker Carlson. I like this woman a lot, emphasize a lot. And as it turns out, she's only filling in for a week. Kaylee McEnany will be the host next week of the former slot for Tucker Carlson. She's the former White House press secretary, one of the most brilliant and intelligent women I know or don't know. I know friends that know her. (laughs) What is it? Seven degrees to Kaylee McEnany and... And I have none. Also stories about the whole backlash with Bud Light. We've got a whole lot of things. And 8 o'clock, special guest will be in studio, hopefully. 800-222-5222, 800-222-KABC. What's on your mind tonight? We have a virtual wide open board. Would love to hear from you. Anything that I've made mention of you, uh, of to you, that maybe you want to talk more about, something completely different. Anything and everything, 800-222-KABC. The phone lines are wide open to you, and we will continue with more of this. This is the Frank Sontag Show on Talk Radio 790-KABC. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Welcome back to the Frank Sontag Show. The phone numbers to call on the program, 800-222-KABC. My dear friend Dan Johnson from Berglund and Johnson and I had lunch this past week. If you don't know about Berglund and Johnson, they have been lawyers, a law group for more than four decades. They take on personal injury cases. Dan and I had lunch. He treated me to P.F. Chang's, which was 
worth it in and of itself. And we talked about the show. He said he's already gotten some calls from the listeners. And this is a ministry to him. This man has a heart for people that have been injured. They are phenomenal. If you already even have an attorney and you'd like another evaluation, a second opinion, call Berglund and Johnson. It will cost you nothing to find out if they can help you. And by the way, you'll never pay anything unless they actually win your case. Auto, truck, motorcycle accidents, if you've been seriously injured, call Berglund and Johnson. 1-800, the number four, if hurt. 1-800, the number four, and the words, if hurt. Berglund and Johnson Law Group. And Dan is a a dear friend, and I appreciate him greatly. All right, 800-222-5222. Let's take some calls. We'll get into some stories in a little while. Let us begin with Linda in Burbank. Linda, you're on 790-KABC. Thank you for calling, Linda. Hi. Since the World Health Organization says that COVID is gone, there should be no more mail-in ballots and go back to just absentee ballots. So help me understand what the World Health Organization, what they would have to do with mail-in ballots and how that could be changed. Okay. The World Health Organization said that COVID is gone. Correct. This morning. That's right. When COVID began, this is when they started all these mail-in ballots. You know, they put in um, our sa- with our sample ballots. Correct. To mail in. And when you say they started, who was they? Oh, um, who's ever in charge of our um, elections <laughs> or Gavin Newsom. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Continue. And so... Since COVID's gone, yeah. the mail-in ballots yeah. should, should stop, stop. Yeah. you know, and go back to the absentee ballots. Okay. And you think that should just happen because the, the pandemic is supposedly no longer? I mean, you, you, I'm, I'm, very, I'm fascinated by your topic because although I've been a huge critic of the mail-in ballots and I think there are other agendas, to suggest somehow that the, the pandemic or whatever his name is, Tetros, the guy from the World Health Organization announced it's over, and therefore, so California should just stop the mail-in ballots. It's kind, yeah. of, a, it's kind of a non-sequitur. Well, they stop the mail-in ballots, maybe we'll get somebody better in office, too. Well, there you go. That's a good idea. Okay, Linda, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, maybe if we stop the mail-in ballots, then we'll magically have somebody different in office. That's the way it works. Okay. Ricardo is in Pasadena. Ricardo, you're on 790-KABC. ¿Qué tal, Ricardo? Hola. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's right. It is. I completely spaced on that. It is. Yes. But the reason why I'm calling, because uh, I'm always signing either through the city or the government, someone mentioned we got to conserve water and you got to do 5% less, and I don't know what not. But never once do you ever hear a politician talking about we're going to create uh, 5% more uh, reservoirs in order to save more water. Because as we all know in California, our population is growing and growing, which means then a little bit less water. And so one would be thinking, well, it's like if that's the case, 
then uh, there should be someone talking in politics, I don't know who, but in the government saying, okay, this is what we're going to do to uh, be able to to rectify the situation and that. That's one. Then two, obviously, if there's tons of rain like there has been, everyone knows there's going to be a huge amount of uh, what you might call it, grass and, and all that stuff. And when this when the sun comes out nice and bright, Obviously, it's going to get dry, so uh, I haven't heard any talk from anyone saying we're going to hire, uh, you know, folks to cut down the the grass before uh, it starts turning into fires. Any thoughts on that? Yes, and I will give you mine the moment I bid you adieu, and thank you for the call, Ricardo, and happy Cinco de Mayo to you as well. Let me comment on two of the points. First one. In fact, our own Sharon Reardon just did a story at the top of the hour that evidently, I didn't catch the dam, I think it was, but the story is they're going to let some of the water out of the dam to prepare for the snow melt when it starts coming in, which is just brilliant. And I'm being cynical on that one. As far as potential fire danger, forget the grass. We live in a state, Gavin Newsom and his policies, with um, the, the idea of forest management. Gavin likes to blame, wait for it, global warming and climate change for these fires. Not that we don't pare down the forests anymore or practice any of that. Uh, and that, that crazy guy that used to be in the White House, Donald Trump, used to talk about this. You know, that madman. But in terms of the topic, what I find fascinating, Ricardo, maybe you missed the show. I went into great length about a study. And we're starting to hear little murmurs that indicates even with the excess amount of what is the terminology? Atmospheric rivers. We had like 13 of them. Even with all of the rainfall, there are little there's, there, there's little talk now that we're, we're going to still be in the drought, that that wasn't enough. And the one thing that you did say, Ricardo, that is spot on, there's been no political will to build storage units in this state for at least 50 or 60 years. And one of the core reasons is, you may or may not know, two particular fish and radical environmental groups. That would be the Delta Smelt. Heck of a name for a fish, right? A smelt. And the salmon. And because radical environmentalists control lobbying in Sacramento, spending lots of money, we got to protect the little fishies. So a lot of the water goes to them. And this idea of building storage units is a no-no. And they kind of cancel each other out. And every year, and granted, there have been some years where rain is sparse and we have some struggles. But when we have something like this past winter, you would think we're good to go for a while. Not going to be the case. Because this is all a political agenda. They're, they're still going to come after us and you can't water the lawn. I remember years ago, you had to put a brick in your toilet because when you flush, you can only use so much water. You have to limit your showers. Right? They hit you with the water. Now New York State's talking about you can't have natural gas in new, new, instru- uh, new structures. And this is all the agenda for control. I, if you've never listened to this program, and I would love to talk to you, I don't believe 
at least in the way in which we are being fed the whole model of climate change. These are, in fact, when we come back, I'll read a little bit of RFK Jr.'s platform as president. He talks about these are attempts to control the masses, and he gets into some specifics. I would concur with that. And you, you don't have to be that intelligent to figure it out. You have to live in the 51st state of denial by still believing that somehow the world's going to end and we need to all drive electric vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. We can barely run the power grid now and write magically, like um, the first call, magically if somehow we get rid of the mail-in ballots, we'll have a new administration in Sacramento. Magic happens, I guess, in the state. But magically somehow if that occurs, this idea that – well, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here. But if we somehow – everybody gets an electric vehicle, magically we're going to have enough power stations and enough power to, 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 to run everything. We have brownouts now. The grid barely operates during warm seasonal temperatures. So these people, I think some of them are actually intelligent. But these folks that are in positions of political power, they have no interest in solving these problems. They have an interest in padding their pockets, and it goes on both sides of the aisle. Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. I <gasps> can't believe you said that. I thought, I thought you were a, a, a conservative Republican. Yeah, right now, for me, President RFK is at the forefront. He's a Democrat. But the whole idea, bottom line, I do believe we have something called climate change. I think the climate does change. But this idea... And again, this was going to be my point. You don't have to be that intelligent to see you're being scammed when a lot of the people that are ranting and raiding, 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 <laughs> raining, screaming about the end of the world, they're all driving and flying around in their friggin' private jets, polluting the environment. If they were so doggone concerned about this, you really think they'd be flying their jets? John Kerry, one of the most pompous, oh, Yeah, I have to fly my private jet because I'm important and I'm at the forefront of knowledge when it comes to global warming. I know better than you. Listen, Budzo, I know one thing. You flying that expensive private jet is polluting the atmosphere a lot more than I'm ever going to do in my lifetime. So don't tell me I got to somehow buy some electric vehicle that to actually have an electric vehicle to get the battery in that electric vehicle, you have to rape the earth and, and harvest thousands of pounds of, of rare minerals out of the earth, mostly out of like China and other parts. Yeah, this is the answer to, to global warming and climate change. No, it's not. It's the answer to making the rich more rich, the poor poor. And if you're in the middle class, like I'd like to think I am, boy, you, you take it. You take it and like it. All right. 800-222-5222, 800-222-KABC. We'll take more calls. We're going to talk a little bit about RFK and his platform, his concern. By the way, RFK Jr. has been an environmentalist for 40 years, a real environmentalist. Not some of these radical environmentalists that somehow now the latest boondoggle. How's that for a word? I've never heard that word before. Look it up, boondoggle is all about the electric thing now. Like somehow this is going to sustain the planet. Do you know a... It, it, 
Oh, boy. Maybe Wayman needs to shut my microphone off. Do you know it takes much more fossil fuel to build an electric vehicle than what we're doing now? It's it's not even a scam. We're so stupid. We deserve... Many years ago, the expression, you get the government you deserve. We got to wake up. This is we the people. This is a republic. The forefathers believed this was about self-governance, where we would govern ourselves. And a lot of folks aren't willing to do that now. And I have another commentary coming up, so I will resist and refrain. 800-222-5222. We've got a bunch of lines open. What's on your mind? 800-222-KABC. RFK Jr. has declared his candidacy. What's his platform? Do you like him? you know anything about him? We'll talk about him as well as take your calls. More of the Frank Sontag Show next. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Thank you for joining us here on the Frank Sontag Show. 800-222-5222 are always the numbers to call into the program. 800-222-KABC. RFK Jr. has declared his candidacy for the President of the United States. He gave an interview recently. Let me share some of the comments that he made that stand out to me as obviously worth mentioning. RFK Jr. says climate-related issues are being exploited by wealthy individuals in a bid to enact what he calls totalitarian controls over society. Quote, climate issues and pollution are being exploited by mega billionaires the same way that COVID was exploited to use it as an excuse to clamp down top-down totalitarian controls on society and then to give us engineering solutions. RFK Jr. went on. These are all quotes. And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who own the patents for those solutions. It's a way they've given climate chaos a bad name because people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor to enrich billionaires. More. RFK goes on. I, for 40 years, have had the same policy on climate and engineering. You can go check my speeches from the 80s. And I've said the most important solution for environmental issues is not top-down controls. It's free market capitalism. End quote. Kennedy, a longtime environmental activist and lawyer, wrote in a 2014 blog post for corporations and other groups that, quote, sponsor climate lies, end quote, should face uh, face punishment. But he wrote that he supports the First Amendment, which makes room for any citizen to even knowingly spew far more vile lies without legal consequence before adding, he said, I do, however, believe that corporations which deliberately, purposely, maliciously, and systematically sponsor climate lies, wait for it, should be given the death penalty, end quote. Also in the interview, Kennedy suggested that other than Bill Gates, 
The World Economic Forum is also exploiting climate-related policies to produce a totalitarian society. If you don't know the World Economic Forum, you don't listen to this program. We talk about it in great length. It's a Davos, Switzerland-based group that hosts annual meetings each year. These are globalists that include some world leaders, top business execs. By this past January, speakers at the forum said that governments and businesses should pursue a net zero policy around carbon emissions and that people don't need cars. They did say that. Quote, this is Kennedy. What we have in this country now is not free market capitalism. It's corporate crony capitalism, a cushy kind of socialism for the rich and a brutal, barbaric, merciless capitalism for the poor. End quote. Kennedy filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission to launch his bid for president on April the 5th. When he announced his candidacy, Kennedy said that he has a desire to work with, quote, rural and working class Americans, particularly hunters and fishermen. Those individuals, he said, have been, quote, alienated from the mainstream environmental community, end quote. Completely agree. He's also said that he's running because he believes Democrats have gone astray. I do as well. Becoming what he calls the party of war, corporate interest, and censorship. A recent news poll showed Kennedy has around 20% support among Democrat voters. He also recently drew headlines after being interviewed by ABC News and accused the Disney-owned broadcaster of censoring his comments about vaccines. On a side note, I don't know if you've read his book on Fauci. It is phenomenal. Quote, we should note that during our conversation, this is ABC News live anchor Lindsay Davis. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. We've used our editorial judgment in not including portions of that exchange in our interview, end quote. On social media, however, Kennedy accused the network of violating federal election laws by editing out his remarks about the vaccines. Kennedy said, quote, ABC showed its contempt for the law, democracy, and its audience by cutting most of the content of my interview with host Lindsey Davis, leaving only cherry-picked snippets and a defamatory disclaimer, end quote. He says, I'm happy to supply citations to support every statement I made during that exchange. I'm certain that ABC's decision to censor came as a shock to Lindsay as well. Instead of journalism, the public saw a hatchet job, end quote, RFK Jr. I like him a lot. To even imagine him declaring an interest in running for the president of the United States with everything he's gone through his family both his brothers. Actually, his other brother, Ted, died also. Uh, tragically, his previous wife ended her own life. I mean, RFK Jr. has been through a lot. And yet, I believe he really loves this country. I believe he has all of the earmarks of somebody that I would put my... Uh, <laughs> my little John Hancock on in person, not with mail-in ballot. And I've actually gotten a little grief from some of my friends who are conservatives. I've made it known. I like him a lot. What? You would vote for him over Donald Trump? Yeah, right now I probably would. 
What about him over Ron DeSantis? I don't know. We get so hung up on partisan politics. Like if, at, at the worst case scenario, and let me give you a little glimpse into my life and my change when it comes to politics. Right now in my life right now, I'm politically, virtually I'm, I'm tracking 27 other different more important areas of life than politics. Although I think politics are important. But back in my time, I was a radical leftist, progressive environmentalist. I voted everything Democrat. Wouldn't even look at the candidate. Check that box. Punch that tab. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. I used to call Ronald Reagan the worst president in the history of the United States. And then I woke up one day and I started actually doing something radical. You ready? Being informed about the candidates. Studying policies. Oh my gosh, what a Like all of a sudden I woke up and I was a member of Mensa. Like I really thought things through. And then I saw more recently the Democrat Party make such a shift left where even good liberals, there's a difference between a liberal and a leftist, good liberals still hold on to the Democrat Party when it doesn't represent anything that it did there was a time that it did stand for a lot of the ideals that I still believe are the way the country should be run. So I made my shift to conservative views theologically. I got saved in 09 faith-wise. And what I support now are conservative positions, conservative policies, not so much people or entities or parties. I think Republicans are just as much a large part of the problem. The one thing that I super agreed on when Donald Trump started doing his crazy run in 2016 when he was talking about cleaning the swamp, the, 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 the stench of, of Capitol Hill and politicians just patting their pockets, I mean, it's pretty corrupt. And he went in and he found out what it was really like. The, literally, the moment after he was sworn into office, the attack started for the four years he was in office. Now, he's been impeached twice, been indicted. I was trying to explain to my son why he got indicted recently. My son is 15. I kind of told him the situation. Almost 20 years ago, paid a, how shall I say this, <laughs> a, a woman for favors. And there's just so much hatred. Here, here's the last thing I'll say. We'll break and come back. So much hatred, so much divisiveness in our country. And I actually think the two ruling parties, they love division. I really honestly, and I have a little bit to substantiate my view. I've got a couple of friends in politics on Capitol Hill. They tell me stories that publicly it's as if the Democrats and the Republicans are so at odds with each other. And when the lights go down, if we, we, you will, they're, they're not nodding, wink, winking. They're all in it together. And, and the very last thing, if you really expect me to believe 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, I mean, I mean, come on, wherever you stand on that one, are you serious? Never before? He couldn't even, running up to the election... He would do these talks. Nobody would show up. But 81 million people voted for him. Okay. Again, we get the government we deserve. It's time for us, we the people, we need to wake up.
800-222-5222. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six lines open. What's on your mind? 800-222-KABC. We'll have a special guest on the program at the top of the hour as well. More of the Frank Sontag Show next. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Thank you for joining us. This is the Frank Sontag Show. If you have been seriously injured, one of my sponsors is the Berglund and Johnson Law Group. They've been helping those that have been um, in, in some serious, dire circumstances for more than 40 years. Dan Johnson is a very dear friend of mine. They've been fighting for those who have suffered even life-changing injuries. The number to call, 800-4-IF-HURT. If you would like a free evaluation, maybe you're going through something, you pay nothing up front. And actually, if they take your case, you pay nothing unless they win the case. 800, the number 4, if hurt. 800, the number 4, if hurt. Berglund and Johnson Law Group. Two points of context, and then we're going to go to the phones. I made mention of, I don't believe, 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. It was suggested to me. It's a good point. I still don't think that. I think the number's a little high. Uh, It was suggested to me 81 million people voted against Donald Trump. I think a lot of people did that. 81 million? Eh, I'm not so sure. Also, I got a call on my phone. My guest is not going to make it tonight. So we have no guest at 8 o'clock. We'll continue with the calls and the stories. I have a lot to get to in the hour plus we have remaining. Let us go to the phones. Bobby is in Burbank. Bobby, you're on 790 KABC. Thank you for calling, Bobby. Hello, KABC. I've been listening since I was 11 years old, my favorite AM radio station. Um, You know, um, I'm from India. My background's in India. And like many people from India, we have this very independent, I could care less about political party type of mindset um, for many reasons, which I won't bore you with. And when I listen to your program and other programs over the years, although I'm an independent, I have come to the conclusion that Republicans in general are worse than Democrats. Can I tell you why? Before you tell me why, why is it you would lop me in, group me in with a bunch of other ideologies that may or may not have anything to do with what I say? That from the get-go raises a little bit of suspicion in my mind, but continue. Sure, sure. Uh, I can get to that, too. So I'll get to that. So in a second, Um, the four basic things I've noticed is this is a generalization. I acknowledge I'm generalizing. Many Republicans will deny facts and science. They will contradict themselves. That's the second thing. The third thing they do is they will pretty much blame the Democrats for pretty much anything to the point where you could literally make up something and say, you know, I'll tell you what, I don't know about this. But those Democrats out there, I think they cut off eyeballs on beers. And some Republicans will just laugh at it and accept it. And the last thing that they do is at the end of the day, no matter what they blame the Democrats for, they themselves do. So I'm asking you. If well, before you go on, let me let me respond to that. You've just spent 41 seconds making an analogy that has nothing to do with me. So I'm, I'm okay. fascinated by why you would do that. Here's the connection. Here's the connection. When you say things like, which you did clarify at the, when you came back from the break, when you say things like 80 million people voted for Joe Biden, I don't know about that, you fit in line with other points that you make that shows, here we go again with the conspiracy theory, blaming the Democrats routine. And, and if you would listen shortly before that in context, I also said Republicans and Democrats need each other. 
and partisan yeah. politics is part of the problem, which completely right. blows yeah. your little overgeneralized analogy out of the water. So again, you know, it, uh, can we have no, a conversation? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Can we have a conversation directed at each other instead of you just pontificating and bloviating about people I have no idea who you're talking about or what you're talking well, well, about? Well, sure, but just to, in my defense. I didn't say you do everything Republicans do. I gave an example of one thing that you did. And for radio, I have a time limit here. And I'm trying to show you a bigger picture that although you're not a typical loony right-wing wacko guy, if you do certain things that one side does, at what point do you say it's a duck? Yeah, I, I go with basic logic. If you expect me to believe 81 million people voted for the current president and you look at the lead up to the elections where no one would come, Look at his social media accounts. Look at the interest he had. Nobody. And you're going to tell me 81 million people somehow materialized out of nowhere? I'm not that stupid. And that has nothing to do with my political affiliation. Okay, so let's get to that. So when you said before the break about I think that both sides need each other and, you know, that whole thing, which I agree with you. When you analyze something, as you said, by logic, you don't go by the points you want to go by. You go by the overall picture. And by the overall picture, if one side is constantly blaming the other side for pretty much filling the blank, you can't just say as if they're same and go, well, they both want to uh, meet each other. Of course I can. Of course I can, because both can be true. It's not an either or. Expand your mind. Use your God-given intelligence. Because one statement is made a certain way doesn't negate another statement that may or may not have anything to do contextually with the previous statement. My goodness gracious. This is, this is like, this is like, hold on. This is like high school when we learn debate points. This is basic like eighth grade I mean, we're not getting down to anything, and unfortunately, i got to okay, kick okay, you I'll, loose. I'll, 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 You've been on four minutes, and you've not made anything specific against me. So thank you for the call. Call again, and all I ask is that you get specific so we can respectfully have an agreement or disagreement about substantial points. And, 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 and here's something that you can respond to when you call. Here's where, from my own subjective perspective where you kind of, uh, I, I don't know what kind of terminology I want to use. You kind of shot yourself in the foot right out of the gate. When you use the analogy, and, the, and they're your analogies, by the way, the four points about if someone uses this statement, it's like the age-old talking points that somehow then you make the leap of logic. So therefore, you really don't do your argument a whole lot of good. When if you listen to this program at any length, I, maybe, look, maybe I'm so self-deluded, you're 100% right, I'm, I'm completely in the wrong. But I just don't think, I, I just spout general platitudes. I think I give a lot of specifics. Heck, I just touted I'm going to vote for RFK Jr. He's a Democrat. Oh, boy. Okay. Appreciate the call, though. 800 222 Five two 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 eight hundred two 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 kabc Everybody on hold. We're going to carry over. We'll take you right at the top since my guest is, is not going to make it. We'll reschedule. But I would love to get into the second hour. I've got some news stories. And um, I will try to share specific reasons why 
my ideology is a ongoing, ever-changing understanding of life and how we are to interact. And, and I don't want to pick on Bobby. I mean, nothing derogatory, but Bobby may or may not know, have any idea of where I came from. I was a new age teacher for 21 years. I was a leftist. I've come, uh, now I won't say full circle, but my view of life has changed dramatically. And that doesn't mean it can't continue to change dramatically. But I, I just think it gets old when I hear, you know, Republicans bash the Democrats and Maybe we can begin the next conversation if you call back, Bobby. Tell me what a Democrat is, because as a guy that has been more of a registered Democrat in his life than not, the Democrats in power right now, as RFK Jr. says, don't look like the party that I was affiliated with for a lot of years. And maybe you can help me understand what even the dynamic of Republicans and Democrats means versus Dare I say the trigger phrase, the swamp. Oh, my gosh. There it is again. 800-222-5222, 800-222-KABC. By the way, we are on Rumble. I don't know if you're on Rumble. I very rarely recognize or make mention of it. We're on Rumble. Follow us there. And if you miss any of this program, we are on podcast at the Frank Sontag Show. Virtually every program right after we end. Hour number two is upon us. It is next. You are listening to Talk Radio 790 KABC.